Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. I'm a hoot I'm a hoot Long as I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. I'm a hoot at. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah, like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. All right. Shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in this episode of Tacoma. Hope y'all had a fantastic week, man. It's been a pretty productive week for us. I hope it's been a pretty productive week for you guys as well. Shout out to the fam on this Friday installment of the coma. We up in this thing. Saints news training camp day 20 news and notes as provided by the Saints News Network. We're also going to go over a another roster projection as we are facing the final game of preseason before we get into the regular season matchup against the Tennessee Titans a lot of people are excited we also go over today's interviews a couple of interviews coach Dennis Allen uh, Jalen Smith will also play some highlights from the the practice at the dome so shout out to the fan appreciate y'all being in this installment of the show and like I've been saying for some time now welcome 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 you're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense entertaining educating and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam shout out to you guys Thank you for being here. Shout out to OG Jerry in the building, brother Slim as well. Shout out to you, brother Tory, 
one of the diehards in the building of many. Appreciate you, sir. Brother Joseph is in this thing. Devon's in this thing. Shout out to everybody. Brother Gundam, another one, is in this thing. Shout out to you, brothers. Appreciate y'all uh, for all being in the stream. Much love to everybody. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and let's keep it popping and going, baby. So with that being said, let's get into this first one here, the first article uh, coming straight by way of Saints News Network. Shout out to my brothers, Kyle T. Mosley, Bob Rose, John Hendricks, always giving good game and information uh, on the black and gold. Great resource for all things black and gold. We appreciate them so much. All right. So anyway, let's jump right into this. Saints played host to the, you know, the host to the Saints. Superdome played host to the Saints for day 21. We got some of the highlights that we're going to play from that match. You know, from the, them in the dome, you know, catching and doing everything they got to do. John Hendricks covered the scoop. Saints training camp day uh, 21 news and notes. Those in attendance. Chris Olave headlined the list of missing players, but Dennis Allen called it. We'll play that interview, by the way. Called it a rest day for him. He's been really playing really well of course we know Chris Olave is coming into his second year which you know most players phenomenal or otherwise usually go through what they call the dreaded sophomore slump could that be something that that Chris Olave experienced uh is it something that uh you know Alante Taylor might experience is it something that Rashid Shaheed might experience so these are guys coming into the second years we know Paulson and Debo experienced it last year as well so most people go through that so he had an off day no and also it was well deserved no other changes on who's missing Taysom Hill, Traquan Smith, Marshawn Lattimore, Kirk Merritt, Darrell Williams, Ryan Connolly, Landon Young, Jesse James, Lynn Bowden Jr. were the absences. Rashid Shaheed did a little bit more today not only working in the short swing and outrights but fielding punts Remember, this is something that I'm not very excited about. I know every now and again you want to roll Rashid Shaheed out there to return a punt, but that is not something that you want him to do full time. You know, you want to have that delegated to somebody else to be the delegated de- delegated guy. And unfortunately, some of the guys, Lynn Bowden Jr. was absent. I think he's dealing, he's definitely dealing with something. I remember in the game he got, he took a couple of hits, one of which was a which a punt return, I think it was a punt return, fam. Uh he or kickoff return, uh, whether I forgot which one it was, in which he should have called that the guy was right in his face and he just just should have fair catched it and the guy popped the mess out of him. So uh I don't know, he might be still he definitely dealing with something. But anyway, Rashid Shahid did some stuff working on the short swing out routes, but also feeling points. He should be ready for week one. Remember that he got hurt, uh had the groin issue and the Saints shut him down for the Pretty much for the preseason, getting him ready for week one. Kelvin Throckmorton had ribs that were limited, but not he's uh, not participating in any drills. Starting looks, offensive line, Trevor Penning, James Hurst, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Ryan Ramchek. And then, of course, the second unit, Lewis Kidd, Pete Garcia, Sel DeVere, and Storm Norton. Uh, third stringers, Mark Evans, Nick Sel DeVere, Alex Fieldstrom at center with Tommy Kramer and Chuck Filiaga. Playing the other position, the third stringers on defense, the Saints rolled out nickel to start with Cam Shepard, Colin Sanders, and, and Carl Granderson. Is that the first four? Is that the starting defensive line for the Saints into the regular season? Is it Granderson? Is it Peyton Turner? 
you know, they were on the line. Pete Werner and Demario Davis was at the linebacker position. Bradley Roby was in the slot while Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo were outside. Tyron Matthew and Marcus May were at safety. Of course, we know what's going on with Lattimore. The seven-on-seven drills, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston finished 4-5 while Jake Hayner completed both of his passes on to on, with the defense starting at the 40-yard line, the defensive personnel. Demario Davis, Pete Werner, Tyron Matthew, Alante Taylor, Bradley Roby, Paulson, Adebo, Marcus May, Lonnie Johnson, Jr. also subbed in as well as Nephi Sewell, Jalen Smith, and DeMarco Jackson at the linebacker position. Our car started off 4-5, complete flat, you know, his uh, play, uh, pass out to the flat to Jawan Johnson with Tyron Matthew on the uh, uh, on the drill. The next play, complete deep left side to Michael Thomas for a nice hookup. Pete Werner and Tyron Matthew were in the area. Uh, Thomas ran the route and simply lost everybody. And remember, he's been looking good. That's really the story underneath the story that, you know, so much excitement, enthusiasm going on in the black and gold building. But people are not truly kind of, and to a degree, we are realizing that Michael Thomas is healthy, y'all. And that's a big damn thing if you're a New Orleans Saints person because Michael Thomas is definitely somebody uh, you will want out there in the season. I mean, he just he just makes it pop. And then you have somebody to compliment him in the Crystal Lobby that takes all the pressure off of Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas never had a serious uh, compliment, like a really good compliment wide receiver to play off. That's a huge difference when he was catching all them passes. He had Traquan freaking Smith as his compliment player, Traquan Smith. So at some point, we got to understand that having Michael Thomas and then having Chris Olave with him, that means a, a world of difference to what he can do. And I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to double team Michael Thomas, but he's healthy for the first time in a long time. And that's something to be really excited about for the Saints offense. Let me tell you something. All right. The next play from Derek Carr was incomplete in the flats. It was intended for Elvin Kamara. It was dropped complete curl right to Jimmy Graham on the next play with Paulson Adebo there. Complete sideline left for media gain to Quan Baker, DeMarco Jackson there. Baker was open and jumped to secure the catch. All right, Jameis got out there. He was 4-5. His first pass was incomplete. Second one was complete on the drag right to the left to Keith Kirkwood, who's really been stepping up for a short game, DeMarco Jackson in coverage. Complete the third pass, a middle hook short to Quan Baker with DeMarco Jackson in coverage. Complete to the flats, left short to Ellis Merriweather, Troy Pride, in coverage, Winston went through the progressions, checked it down to the last read. Good, Jameis. That's what we're talking about. Go through the progressions, line allowing him, and then you don't see something, check it down. Complete sideline left for an immediate gain to John Trey Kirkland with Troy Pride. Nice grab by Kirkland. Impressed, but could be a priority for the practice squad. John Trey Kirkland catching on late, man. Could get on here. Jake Hayner, two for two in terms of the practice squad. Complete. Uh, for, for Hainer on his first one, it's a crosser to the left, right, the immediate game by Shaq Davis. Adrian, Adrian Fry getting cooked again. Adrian Fry getting fried and cooked and baked and sauteed all damn through the camp. You know, his name is, it ain't, it ain't, he got to change the name or something. It was a good threading of the needle by Hainer waiting until the last possible second to throw a complete wheel left to Kendra Mill on the next play for a deep game. Ty Summers was the best connection of the day. Saw Miller get open on the route. Hainer threw a great pass. 
And of course, the team series, which is team series number one, Carr was two of three, Winston two of two, Hanner was one on one. The first series had Saints working from their own 42 yard line where Carr first pass was a deep connection left side in the middle to Keith Kirk, where Carl Grandison had the pressure on the play. The next play was thrown in the dirt after Cam Jordan provided the pressure, winning against Foster Monroe. John Terry Kirkland was in the area on the attempted receiver screen to the left. Jamal Williams got inside a carry on the next play that saw Carl Grandison and big Colin Sanders make the stop. He got it again and it stacked them up in the middle on the next play. Carr's final play pass of the series was a deep right hookup to Keith Kirkwood off the play action. Jordan once again had the pressure Carr rolled out to the right and threw on the run. It was a nice hookup. People forget. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Derek Carr could scramble and roll around in the pocket. You can run you know, you can roll him on that pass, that play action to the right, because he does. And he ain't jailing, hurting nobody out there, but he can get out of pro- trouble if he needs to. He can. He got some wheels on him. Can make a move if you need him to. Winston series started with an inside run to Kendra Miller that was stopped by the Roach and Brian Breesy. One thing was noticed is Miller's not wearing a knee brace, so that's good. The team also was in shell, so Miller got another carry inside to the left and was stopped. With two new passes, you'll shed in a block to get in for the stop there. Winston did hit Shaq Davis off the play action for an immediate gain, intermediate gain to the right. Passing, you had the pressure again. Davis made the catch with some short, uh, with some contact from Isaac Yidham and Lonnie Johnson Jr. Quan Baker got a jet sweep left on the next play, getting to the second level. And the final play was a check down on Lucas Crawl for a short gain over the middle. He was the last read. Now, what's interesting is once again, Tanu passing, yo, is can just keeps. Showing up, he shedded a block on the previous play, and then the following play provided pressure. He's been providing pressure and playing like a madman this entire training camp and the preseason. He's healthy. Remember, last year he wasn't. He's totally healthy. The Saints gave him a two-year extension, and that man out there kicking ass. He making you forget about all these other guys. We had passing you all the way to the back of the defensive end rotation, and passing you said, watch this, and he pursued to pass up Isaiah Foskey, and, and he's – a, a comp, uh, he's a player in the defensive room. So Hayner's next series. So we're talking about Hayner's series. Start with a nice D-cup to a uh, hookup to A.T. Perry in the middle route, working against Troy Pride. Once again, Pride ain't proud of what he's been doing. A- Adrian Fry and Troy Pride, them dudes, are on the rotisserie wheel. Let me tell you something. Shaq Davis got the jet sweep on the next play for a nice gain, similar to Baker. Hayner did a flip out to the left to Miller, to uh, Kendra Miller. And something similar they said that was reminiscent of what something he's seen Drew Brees do that resulted in a nice pickup. Adam Prentice, the fullback who bet has been having increased involved in offense, got into an inside run to the left, and we got to the second level. That up with a run with Jake Boggess to the short inside game. So yeah, it looked like Prentice got the lead on Jake Boggess. And they have been using, we've seen in the in the training camp and in practice, they've been using Adam Prentice a lot. Uh, in one back sets with Jameis there in the backfield. So they definitely kind of getting things running. Okay, team series number two, red zone car, two for two. Winston, one for four. Hayner, three for four uh, on the series for the quarterbacks. Car went two for two. 
And it went like this from the 10 yard line. He completed an angle route to J uh, Jamal Williams with Warner and Demario. It stopped him at the two eight yard line car, kept the ball to the left. Granderson applied the pressure. Davis stopped him short to get in the end zone from the six yard line, a delay left to Prentice for a short game from the four yard line, a complete touchdown middle inside curl to Kendra Miller with Demario Davis and, and Marcus May around the area and then from the two-yard line after the touchdown on the drill inside zone to jamal williams p werner werner made an excellent play to stop williams from going anywhere so they botched that thing then with Jameis, one for four now all that's popping 10 yards uh the yard line he started from it was incomplete from the eight yard line he got the completion to elvin kamaru you go amadi around there six yard line uh next play incomplete four yard line inside run to kendra miller with demarco jackson around that thing Two-yard line, it was incomplete for Jameis. So there you go, one and four for Jameis in the drill. Jake Hayner fared a lot better. He was three and four in the drill. Started from the 10-yard line and completely checked it down to Foster Monroe for a short pickup. Jalen Smith was around there. Eight-yard line, a complete left to Kendra Miller for a loss. Zach Bond on the play. Six-yard line, it was incomplete. Four-yard line, it was incomplete. A complete pass inside middle to Shaq Davis. Once again, Troy Pride. Is on the play. He's not proud of that move. Davis did a nice job to get the pass, and there was a defensive penalty offsides on the play. Then from the two, inside handoff to Kendra Miller. You can't mess that up, right? Jaron Cage uh, made the play. He kind of blew that thing up as well. So Jaron Cage flashing it. All right, team series number three, Car fair better. Jameis was three of five. Hayner was two of three. And it started from the defense's 25-yard line working down in distance. So Derek Carr, three for three in this drive. He liked this one. Starting from the 25-yard line, first and, ten, first and 10, he complete to the flat to Elvin Kamara. Alante Taylor was there. It's on the 23-yard line, second and eight. Short left run to Kamara. Carl Grandison had a nice rep against pinning on the play. From the 21-yard line, third and six, it was a complete on the Angle middle to Elvin Kamara. Tyron Matthew was the closest in coverage. From the 12-yard line, first and 10 inside short left run to Kamara with Alante Taylor and Nephi Sewell there. Then from the 10-yard line, second and eight complete back end zone to Quan Baker for the touchdown. Carl Grandison had the pressure and honestly would have had the sack here. Baker was wide open. So there you go. Baker cooked up a touchdown. Jameis Winston on the series, three for five from the 25-yard line, first and 10 completed to the sideline to John Trey Kirkland for a short game. Then from the 21-yard line, second and six, incomplete. From the 21-yard line, again, third and six, complete middle right to Shaq Davis for a deep game. Jonathan Abrams on the play. Play went to the three as Davis was open, fairly open. From the three-yard line, first and goal inside middle run with Kendra Miller for a short game. From the one-yard line, second and goal incomplete. From the one-yard line, third and goal, they get the touchdown. Left end zone, A.T. Perry. Isaac Yidham is in coverage. Perry made the play, got the touchdown on the drill. Moving to Jake Hayner, two of three starting from the 25-yard line, first and 10. He completed the ball to Adam Prentice for a short game. 24-yard line, second and nine, complete on the curl, left short to J.P. Holtz, the back tight end for a short game. Ty Summers on a stop. And then from the 20-yard line, third and five, incomplete sideline left intended for Keith Kirkwood. Jordan Howden, the rookie defensive back, breaks the ball up, and that'll end that particular uh, a drill. All right, team series number four. Carl went five of nine. Hanner went five of eight. Clock situation here. Well, a minute and 40 seconds in the game. The offense needing a touchdown with two timeouts 
And this was the last period of the day, starting from their own 25 yard line. So that's the scenario. The car went five of nine in this in this particular scenario in this drill. He started from the 25 yard line with a buck 50 on the clock. Complete flat to Jawan Johnson. Tyron Matthew is there. 30 yard line, 137 remaining. Inside run with Jamal Williams for for five yards. Then from the 35 yard lines. A buck 15 remaining. He hit him on a, a complete on a curl route to Jawan Johnson for 10. From the 45-yard line with less than 60 seconds, complete dump off Jamal Williams for no gain. Granderson with the pressure working. In- And then it whittled it all the way down to 41 seconds from the 45-yard line. Then the complete. Michael Thomas for 23 yards. Jordan Howden on the coverage. Cam Jordan came with some pressure on the play to kind of force call to run right, but he still kept his eyes downfield to find uh, Michael Thomas. Then from the 32-yard line with 25 seconds remaining, they spiked the ball to stop the clock. All right, and then next thing, they said the ball moved. It was unexplained why the ball moved, but 28-yard line from the 20 with 25 seconds remaining car run right on the play. DeMario had the pressure on the play from the 25 yard line, 17 seconds remaining the complete post middle to Juwan Johnson for the touchdown with Pete Werner around there. Great. Uh, never happened because Tyron Matthew was credited for the sack. So you can see the same defense is coming alive in a lot of these drives, 34 yard, 13 seconds remaining the in- interception by Paulson Adebo in the right end zone, which was intended for A.T. Perry. So Adebo said, enough of this stuff, man. Let's make it pop. He stops and gets A.T. Perry's touchdown. He picks off for the pick. Shout out to Paulson Adebo on that play. And, of course, Jake Hayner in the same scenario, five of eight from the 25-yard line, a buck 50 on the clock, completed to the sideline, left to, uh, to Jimmy Graham for five yards. Then they start from the 30-yard line, a buck 47, complete deep left to Shaq Davis for 22, which is Smoke Monday, 48-yard line defense, buck 22 remaining, complete slant right to Shaq Davis with Hugo Amadi for a gain of 10. 38-yard line, less than 60 seconds remaining, complete left side to Jimmy Graham for 13. Uh, then they hit the timeout, so they stopped it at 51 seconds there, with tw- at, starting at the 25-yard line. They complete the ball to Ellis Merriweather with Isaac Yidham there for a gain of four. Yidham kept inbounds to make the clock run more from the 21-yard line with 31 seconds remaining. False start by the offense timeout used to avoid the 10-second runoff. So here we go. 26-yard line, 31 seconds left. It was an incompletion. Uh, by Jake Hayner trying to find Shaq Davis. 26-yard line with 26 seconds remaining was incomplete in the flats intended for Jimmy Graham. Jalen Smith, Hugo Amadi on the play. 26-yard line with 22 seconds. It was an interception by Isaac Yidham by left, but by the left sideline nearing the four. A.T. Perry was the closest receiver, so Hayner was trying to get the ball near him, and Yidham picks the ball off, okay? So that ends that particular drill. Now we get to the portion of the article where it talks about the general notes and observations. We talk about the Will Lutz and the Blake Groupe kicking battle, right? Quote, unquote. Will Lutz ended up missing his first kicks in quite some time. He finished five of seven, hitting his extra points and being good from 41, 42, 52, and 56. He was wide left from the 46 and from 46 yards out, 28 right hash and the 54 yards from 36 right hash was worth pointing out that Headley was the holder here. 
on the misses. The placement of the ball was not ideal. Okay, that was good information. Blake Rupe hit all seven of his kicks. He was on good extra point and connected from 42, 42, 46, 51, and 54, as well as 59 yards out. The kick saw the kick from 59 saw him hit the crossbar and it bounced in. Blake Gillikin held these. Grupe has had a strong camp and the kicker decision still feels like a tie goes to the runner by 4C Grupe on the roster in week one. So, uh, 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 John Hendricks is saying that he thinks Group A is the guy. We got to see both punters today still with Lane to Gillikin here. He had some nice down punts when the ball, hit, you know, when punting inside the 20 with some nice plays made by JT Gray down in the ball at the one and some others. Hadley had some good reps as well. It's also it's going to be fascinating to see what wide receivers make the final roster. Shaq Davis has played well enough to garner a spot, but the final outlook might not be in his favor. Keith Kirkwood and A.T. Perry will get my other spots behind the big three. We need a kick return, and we don't need them to be uh, a lot. I mean, uh, gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Rashid Shahid. None of these men are kick returners. So anyway, interesting looks with NASCAR package and the Saints rushing three with passing your anchor in the middle. Okay, that's there you go. That's the NASCAR package with passing your as in turn and putting him on the inside. We said as much that the team wants to get the best three rushers on the field in certain situations, but Passio was also playing inside with Brian Brisey and going in the goal to go. Uh, goal to good. Keep an eye on how this unfolds in camp. And we've been talking about that. I don't know how long I've been talking about kicking passing your inside because um, because of his size. He's 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 when his mind's right and he's healthy, he's unblockable. I mean, we've seen what he do in training camp. We've seen how he plays in the game and in training camp period. They can't even block him. I mean, he's constantly providing pressure. He's six, seven. 300-plus pounds, he bats balls down at the line of scrimmage. Why would you not have a massive human being like that on the inside with the six-foot-six Brian Barisi, the six-foot-five Shepard, and the rest of the behemoths we have running around out there? You know, why would you not put them there? That's just, you have to use that. All right, so Carl Grandison feels like he'll be the starter opposite of Cam, but I have to say that Peyton Turner has already had a really good camp. The Saints are in much better spot with their edge rushers right now. That's a good thing, Granderson starting off the season and the starting and that's just like it's kind of a battle you know even though based on you know what you know i've been following between the peyton turner versus carl granderson battle for the opposite start of cam jordan it's about what and what you know even though i think peyton turner has made more plays than carl granderson don't get me wrong granderson's been fantastic but you've been hearing about peyton turner not saying that you ain't hearing you hear about granderson but you've really been hearing about Peyton Turner. Like he's been doing everything that he's supposed to be doing 
in terms of applying pressure, you know, getting there, you know, playing the edges, all this kind of stuff. You know, he's he's a quick defensive end up in that. Both of them are quick. But ultimately, the Saints want Peyton Turner to win the job because he's a first-round draft pick. After the debacle that happened with Marcus Davenport, of course you want Peyton Turner to be the guy to step in there, man. They don't want to have two failures of defensive edge rushers opposite of Cam Jordan. Davenport was a bum. I ain't going to say he's a bum, but he was a bust, no doubt about it. We need Peyton Turner to step up. So Carl Granderson could possibly start. I, you know, I ain't mad at that because both of those guys provide pressure. But ultimately, you know, Peyton Turner is going to end up getting that position, you know. I said anyway, while sevens were going on, we saw a bit of one-on-one matchups between offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Isaiah Foskey had some interesting reps with Storm Norton, but Norton did a nice job on each, on each one. And, of course, we, you mentioned in Rashid Shaheed was fielding some punts today in addition to him. You go Amadi once again, and John Trey Kirkland with a return. As remember, uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. is out with injury right now. So the Saints looking at options in the punt return, kick return in camp right now. So we don't know the long distance plan in terms of what's going on with those guys, if they'll be available for the Houston matchup. You know, inside baseball says that they would, but we'll see how it all looks going forward. We know John Trey Kirkland was originally brought here to compete for the kick returner position to, to, on the back end of the roster to try to make something shake because Kiki Cote was here and they put Kiki Cote in the street for Daryl Williams, the running back, when they brought him in here. Well, actually, no, no. They just put they, that Daryl Williams. They they cut James Washington and brought Daryl Williams. So, yeah, it was one wide receiver. And then Kiki Cote got released. John Tree Kirkland came in. And he's been doing a pretty damn good job, to be honest with you. Just, you know, not so much at the kick. With the Chiefs game, he had a couple of really good returns there, but we haven't seen much since then, you know, of him having some, you know, really good stuff that's happening. Hugo Amadi, I don't know about that one, but my thinking is, and we'll go over the, the uh, in just a moment, the kick return game, but there's some interesting uh, stuff that's going on. But first of all, a shout out to Saints News Network, man, for continue to give us, bless us with the scoop of going on in the black and gold building. So shout out to the rest of the fan. Appreciate y'all for being in this thing. All right, let's hit the, let's move on fam. Before we get to our next article, let's hear from Dennis Allen for today's uh, practice or whatnot. And we'll see what's shaking on the butt. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, shout out to OG Jerry. He's dropping a scoop. Yeah. Nick Underhill tweeted out that Derek Carr will not be playing. Uh, in the final preseason game. So that's worth noting. All right. So anyway, and of course, Dennis Allen also talks about this too. And here's Dennis Allen. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hear. And if you haven't hit the like button for me, hit the subscribe button and share the show on your social media feed. It helps us out. Here we go. Yeah, uh, the surroundings here. Um, again, we worked a lot of good situational work. Got the crowd noise during the huddle, Bobby. So um, all's good here. Are you guys excited if uh, Derek will play all this week? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't expect to see him this weekend. Will that be the case with the majority? Of the there'll, be, there'll be several of those guys that probably won't play in the game. Yeah, look, he's doing a good job. You know, um, again, like we said uh, yesterday, you know, he, he's making some catches in a contested environment. Big body player, um, still a ton. For him to learn, ton, ton for him to get better at, but uh, you know he's he's made some good progress. 
Yeah, so uh, RC will call the offensive plays and, and uh, Joe Woods will call the defense in this game. That's a good switch up right there. No, both. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Jameis will start it out and then Jake will come in. I think it's really important, you know. Um, there's still a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, there's still, you know, a good opportunity for guys to make a good impression. And so I think it's important for a lot of guys. How much do you weigh, I, I know you like to put them in competitive situations. I mean, Zach Davis just got asked about it. He obviously did it in a game setting the other night. Like, that was way more than what they do on a day-in and day-out basis. Well, I think all of it's taken into account, you know. Um, I think we'd be foolish just to say that we're just going to take one thing into account. You know, we, we, we've been in training camp for a long time now. I think this was about practice 24, 25. Um, and so all of those things uh, play into our, you know, decision making in terms of what we, what we ultimately decide to do. What's uh, Chris Olave? Just a rest day. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're down a few numbers at receiver. And so a lot of those guys have taken a ton of reps. I know yesterday, Demario gave you some compliments. He said that he sees more swagger. Do you feel like you have more swagger this year? Um, I I like our team. You know, um, I like what we're building here. Um, I like the trajectory that we're on as a football team. And so, yeah, I mean, when 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 you feel like you got a pretty good team, yeah, you feel pretty confident about it. So. Call it what you will, but I like our team. What are some of the things you guys look at, or maybe way more heavily, like when you're, when you're evaluating the kicker battle? Like, are there certain things that happen out here that carry more weight than others? Is it everything? Is it? Yeah, well, look, I mean, you know, it's all being evaluated, um, you know, ultimately for the kickers um, who puts it through the uprights the most consistently. You know, I mean, that's ultimately what it's all about. You know, um, I think both those guys have, uh, you know, done well, had good camps. They perform well in the game. Um, and so just like any other position, you're evaluating every time they step out there and um, have an opportunity, you're, you're, you're evaluating it. So uh, same thing with the punters. Um, you know, I think, look, we had a pretty good time going in punts today. Um, you know, I thought both those guys kicked the ball pretty well. So um, all of them will get an opportunity in the game. What was the, uh, you guys, it looked like a touchdown to Jawan Johnson, then you did fourth down with their penalty or something? Uh, so Riz called a sack. So it was a sack. Uh, I think it was Tyron Matthew coming off the left side. So. In that situation was in the game, being touchdown? In the game, down seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, look, it was good. Um, you know, again, you're trying to put guys in. A real live game. Fairly clean practices last week. You know, and so 
you know, hopefully that. I think there's a few battles that are that are tightly contested, you know, and uh, and, and so I think, you know, this game will be important in a, in a couple of those battles, and and uh, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But you know, we've got a lot of information now, uh, and this this will be, you know, kind of one last opportunity to make an evaluation of where our guys are at. Uh, I've never done a Michael Thomas workout, nor do I think I ever will do a Michael Thomas workout. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he's he's a big physical receiver. Um, probably, you know, the thing he does best is be able to make contested catches. Uh, and, and so, like I said yesterday, I think every day we're seeing more and more of Michael Thomas being the type of player that we think he's capable of being and, and that he knows he's capable of being. All right, guys, thanks. All right, that's old Dennis Allen right there. And uh, a lot of good game, Dennis. You talked about Derek Carr will be out there. Another really interesting thing, uh, um, you know, you talk about the potential battles, the battles that's going on in camp. They mentioned uh, the stuff that's going on with the kicker and all this kind of stuff. So let's kind of segue uh, to the next topic or discussion that we'll talk about before we get into our next video. And here we'll, we'll cover this uh uh, article right here by WBUE's Sean Fassand, who did a very good job of, of writing his or new uh, his uh, projection for the latest roster. Of course, we got the preseason game, and then really the Saints have you know a little bit to chop the roster down from where it is to 53, set up the practice squad. So that'll be very exciting for the upcoming week. So anyway, uh, Saints' latest roster projection projection there by WVUE's Sean Vazan. So here it is. The Saints play one final preseason game before the cutdowns on Tuesday. The game against the Texans will likely solidify the last few spots with that in mind. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Here's his shot at the roster projection. The quarterbacks, of course, is Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Jake Hayner. His breakdown for that is despite recent chatter about Winston, the Saints keep three quarterbacks in this projection. I agree. I don't think Jake Hayner, a lot of people say, Q, do you think Jake Hayner ends up on the practice squad? Hell no. Jake Hayner will be on the active roster when the time comes. So Carr, Winston, and Hayner, I'll agree with that. The running backs, he has four with Kamara, Williams, Miller, Darrell Williams and Adam Prentice being there. Of course, we know he has the asterisk next day. Elvin Kamara being suspended for three games. Kamara doesn't count against the roster for the first three weeks of the season. Thus, the Saints turn to veteran Darrell Williams to fill the third running back spot. 
Complicating things is the fact that he's dealing with a groin injury. Should that linger, the Saints could turn to Ellis Merriweather. And by all indication, that seems to be where the Saints is going. They haven't really been. And, and listen, they could have brought in a running back or somebody this week to help out with the issues that's going on with the running back position. They obviously feel comfortable that Williams will be okay. And Ellis Merriweather has shown enough in the preseason and training camp to warrant him being there in the interim until Elvin Kamara. And the truth to be told is that that would be a smart decision by the Saints to use Ellis Merriweather, even though, you know, you have Darrell Williams there and Ellis could be kind of the, the last guy there and get some good live game reps when he does get an opportunity to play before they slot him back to the practice squad. And it would be a smart move to, for the Saints to use it in that capacity. So absolutely. The wide receivers, a lot of people talk about the wide receivers. We know our top three, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shaheed. We know our A.T. Perry's going to be there. And then there's Key Kirkwood. A lot of people say, man, Key Kirkwood, is, we had a fantastic camp, had a solid preseason as well so far. So with each practice, it's getting more difficult to leave Shaq Davis off the roster. A lot of people keep saying Shaq Davis, Q, I'm with you on that. A big finish to the preseason could certainly help him for now. He's an ideal practice squad candidate. Perry has looked like a different player since the preseason opener, while Kirk Kirkwood is a steady veteran. So those are the guys there in terms of that. You know, I like all of those guys. My only issue is where's your where's your return man, not named Rashid Shahid. We have him coming off of uh, you know, a groin issue during the preseason. He's your third best guy. Do we really want him to be our punt returner and kick return? We need to find somebody for that slot. A.T. Perry and Keith Kirkwood are not return men. That's the only thing, right? So anyway, the tight ends, four tight ends, Taysom Hill, Graham, Jawan Johnson, Foster Moreau, absolutely agree with his medical episode behind him. Graham makes it on the 53-man roster. Lucas Crawl has grown but needs another year of practice squad development. Absolutely. All those drops he had in that last game, including that touchdown pass, he definitely showing that he's not ready for big time action right now. So we got to put him on the practice squad. Offensive line, nine people. Ryan Ramchek, Penning, Hurst, McCoy, Ruiz, Pete, Throckmorton. No, why Throckmorton? Because they probably can't find about it a better option. Nick Sell, DeVere, and Landon Young. Now, concerns about the offensive line depth is not unique to the Saints. Every team is dealing with it. It appears that Hurst will start the season at left guard, and Pete will be the back up there now I, I don't know if pete if i don't know if pete's 100 healthy i know they during the last several practices pete has activated or happened as a backup guard but when he if he obviously it's not 100 for them to be doing this if he was he would have that position am i upset about that no uh, it is what it is currently all right defensive tackle uh position you got four of them with sanders shepherd uh, Breesy and Malcolm Roach. This group has come together nicely. Solid group right there. Uh, three of uh, three of the four guys are new to the to the team, and they're going to bring something differently. The defensive ends. You have five there with Cam Jordan, Turner, Grandison, Foskey, and Passanio. And really, you can if it's built on order. If that's the order to this, really Passanio should be uh, the way he's been playing. Passanio is up there with the rest of those guys. I mean, he's been phenomenal. A steady group. Grandison appears to be ahead of Turner, but both guys will play a ton. I agree. Uh, Peyton Turner, man, I just the way I see it, I think Peyton Turner, this training camp and preseason has done a little bit more than Carl Grandison. Is it would it be enough for the Saints to say, okay, Peyton Turner, you'll get the nod in year three? 
because you're a first-round draft pick and you've shown us some stuff. Dennis Allen talks about him several times during the training camp and after the preseason games. He's always big up in Peyton Turner. Is it enough to get Peyton Turner in the starting lineup uh, starting week one? Uh, we'll see. Linebackers, six linebackers the Saints keep on Sean Fazan's uh, list. Pete Werner, Demario Davis, Jalen Smith, Zach Bond, DeMarco Jackson, and Nephi Sewell. Keeping six linebackers in his projection based on the emergence of Smith, who bolsters the thinnest group on defense. Jackson has cooled off after a decent start to camp. Sewell gets the last spot. Special team guys, you, you know what I'm saying? They got to play special teams, those back-end linebackers. I do like Nephi Sewell. I think he's a, a very good young player. DeMarco Jackson is flashed to show some stuff. Zach Bond right there, kind of. Jalen Smith is kind of pushing him down where we thought he would have what we, we thought how, how it would end up. So Zach Bond will have to get used to playing special teams. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore at, with one of the cornerbacks, five of Paulson, the deep ball, Lante Taylor, Bradley Roby, and Isaac Yidham gets the final position there. In terms of the cornerbacks, cornerbacks look to be the strongest unit on the team. Adebo looks to have won the cornerback competition with Alante Taylor. But Laddie Daddy out for the last few days. Taylor has received a lot of first-team reps there. And Yidam is the veteran that remained consistent all camp. He closed out practice with the interception. We covered that. And, and that's true. Isaac Yidam has definitely earned his spot on this team as a cornerback, man, for, for real. He's, he had a pretty damn good camp. He, you know, he got burned a couple times, but he did get several picks during the camp. He's flashed and done a wonderful job there. And, of course, we talked about the Paulson Adebo versus Alante Taylor battle. And I was telling people the whole time, I was like, uh, y'all know my spiel. Alante Taylor is was drafted re- to replace Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And what I mean by that is not just actually the player, but the position. They like Alante Taylor in that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson role in that uh, modified nickel role. He's a great open field tacker, tackler. Uh, he has really good speed. He likes, he, he, he's, he's, he loves hitting. He can cover a lot of room and he's very versatile. He can play that position. He can play outside, inside. He can play a little safety if you need him. Probably one of my, our most versatile defensive backs that we have is Alante Taylor, man. So, you know, that, that'll be fun watching him out there. And of course he has five safeties, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, who is, uh, has an asterisk next to his name, Jordan Howden, Hugo Amadi, Lonnie Johnson Jr., and JT Gray. So projection is tricky given the possible suspension of Marcus May, which we account for in this projection. With him not counting, we put Howden and Johnson on the final three. Johnson has been steady while Howden has been getting first-team reps as the dime safety. Amadi is more of a nickel but is listed in the safety category, which leaves our guy Jonathan Abram on the outside looking in. So Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, we know he's dealing with he the, the possible suspension. We know he already settled. So it's only a matter of time before we know what he's dealing with. You should hear from that real soon too, fam, because they settled that. He got probation. So the NFL is seeing it. So we should be hearing uh, from that uh, coming up in the next week or so prior to the game getting going. So we're anticipating he will be out for three games for the DUI. We'll see how they handle it, though. We'll see. All right, because I damn sure don't put no ideas in their heads. All right, special teams. Uh, Will Lutz, Blake Gillikin, and Zach Wood. Will Lutz win the battle. Lutz versus Group A has been fantastic to watch, but Group A closed out the practice. 59-yard field goal that hit the crossbar, went through. The punter battle has been disappointing. Neither has done well for this projection. We're sticking with Gilligan. Now, Will Lutz, on the other hand, like we talk about Blake Group A having a fantastic training camp, but when it comes down to actually kicking field goals, 
in the live game, you want to go. Will Lutz ain't do. Will to me, Will Lutz don't have to be perfect. Like he's done enough so far to stay on the team. He missed what one, one or two of them today. So what? I mean, that's Will freaking Lutz over there, man. You know, when the season starts, Will Lutz is not going to be kicking sip. You know, for the season seventy four percent like he did after his injury year when he had surgery on his core. You know, so he had to basically kind of get it all back together and put it together. But Will Lutz has been one of the best kickers in the game for the last several years outside of that bomb-ass 74% year. So, I mean, Clutch Clutch Lutz is his name, his nickname. That's what we call him. And if we're talking about having a deep playoff run with a very expensive team, because that's what the Saints have put together, a very expensive team with a $150 million quarterback perched on top of it. You got people all over the place from Jamal Williams, the Elvin Kamara, the draft picks were phenomenal. And from an offensive standpoint, they added some assistant coaches to help put things together. I love uh, Clancy Barone at the tight end coach. Love that. I love the acquisition of Jari Evans to help out Doug Marone and the linebacker and the offensive lineman room. Love those. I love several of those moves with key and phenomenal. Love the defensive moves that the Saints made as well to fortify the secondary, made it even stronger to bring Jalen Smith was the question for the linebacker. Love those moves. But when it comes down to uh, experience, Blake Groupe doesn't have the NFL experience. Will Lutz has several years of it. He's kicked in these big games, and you would want him in these games where you kicking, uh, you know, 40-plus long field goals and stuff in, in clutch moments. He's been there and done that. So. Practice squad break, uh, Blake Groupe wouldn't be surprised if Blake Groupe uh, after the game was over with walked to the uh, uh the, to the locker room and then sat down and kind of hurt his back a bit had a strain in his back then the next day the Saints put him on IR so they keep both it'll be something you know kind of janky like it was with Blake Gilligan when Blake Gilligan popped up with an injury and he was placed on the IR and saved so he don't have to get pilfered. So, I mean, like I said, we'll see how it all works, but the Saints done a really good job finding Blake Groupe. He's done great here, but he's not beating out Will Lutz. I think it's a bad idea for you to put a rookie there and you're talking about you want to, you know, a playoff run. Will Lutz uh, is on one-year deal. You keep him there and then practice Blake Groupe if he clears waivers. And if he don't, let's just keep this thing pushing, man. You know, let's keep it pushing. I got experience over a rookie, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just you. You want to? You want you want? We want to get this cup or what? We gonna go get this 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 damn trophy or not? We gonna go get it or not? Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We need an experience kick in and all of this accolades. We covered this on the previous stream uh, with all the stuff. And shout out to Bob. He wrote a really good article on it about all of the things that Blake. I mean, as a uh, uh, Will Lutz has done with the Saints since he's been here. Like all the, you know, all the points that he scored and how accurate he's been from 40 to 49. And I was like, man, I forgot. I, I knew this. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. Wow. You know, and that's, man, is he earned it, man. Anyway, speaking of Jalen Smith, which was the uh, a phenomenal pickup out of Saints, you know, we kind of had, they had a little flirtation with Anthony Barr and brought him in here. And then, you know, people were wondering, let's bring him in. And then they brought a guy back that fits. That's a young veteran that still has a lot of years left to give and came in. And I just love his confidence. He came in, the guy asked and reporter asked him a terrific question. He asked Jalen Smith, he says, hey, how long do you think it'll be for you to pick up the Saints defense? He said, it won't be long. Just like that. It won't be long. I played in this, 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 this system before. It won't be long. And then what happens? Gets out there, makes plays all over the damn place. Anyway, let's let's, let's play Jalen Smith uh, after today's practice. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can. Here we go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I haven't been able to unleash that ability how I would like to. So, um, like I said, I'm just I'm, I'm here with the guys. I'm a competitor. I'm a baller. Mike, Sam, Will, uh, whatever coach needs for me, I'm going I'm to I'm get the job done for sure. Obviously, us seeing you come in and, and looks like you've had a good couple of weeks here. I mean, what, what is your impression of why it took why you weren't on a team previously or, or you know, what what took so long for, for teams to come around or were you being selective or? I mean, the biggest thing is opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, I, anytime I've had an opportunity, I've produced um, here in this National Football League. So um, that's the only thing I can control is, you know, controlling what I can control. Um, you know, the business, politics, you know, all of these different things that go on. Uh, you know, when you're in the league, you know, you got to be able to weather those, you know, those storms and adversity. Um, but I'm a guy that whenever I've given an opportunity, um, I've produced. You know, even last year with the Giants bringing me in. Jalen, do you have a sense of how you're going to be utilizing this final preseason game, or if you will? And, and also, T.A. said, you know, one of the important things for you will be how you perform on teams. I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, with D.A. and all the coaches is making sure that I'm ready, um, you know, for whatever, whatever position that is. Like I said, Mike, Will, Sam, I'll make sure I'm ready. If coach needs uh, me on special teams, never played special teams before, but I'm a football player, so I'm going to find a way to get the job done, for sure. You mentioned the opportunity a couple minutes ago. Um, going into defense with as many leaders and guys on it, like how appealing was that as far as coming to I think culture is everything uh, for me, especially in the stage of my career. I wanted to be around the right guys, the right team, the right unit. And, um, you know, I've always admired New Orleans uh, from afar, and you know, coming in, joining the team, the brothers brought me in right away with much respect. And, you know, for me, it's just about how can I add value? So I'm just thankful to be here, for sure. What's it been like just working with Demario? It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Uh, Didi, he's a, um, a, a living legend, a guy who's had a lot of success, had a lot of adversity, overcame it. Um, and I've always been a fan um, of Demario, you know, us watching each other's game over the years. Um, you know, getting a chance to be up and close and personal with each other. We, we're learning. We're learning from each other for sure. But 
Um, he's, a, he's a blessing. I love to see the way he leads, for sure. Is it, uh, you mentioned you've never played special teams. Is it by mm -hmm. coincidence or by, like, because of your injury or by design because of your injury? Just kind of like why, I guess. Um, I, well, I kind of always been the guy, you know, like, uh, you know, the starter or the leader of the defense or the captain. So, um, you know, when you're in that role, you don't have to worry about teams as much. Um, and that's just kind of always been, you know, my realm from from I was seven years old and, and, and until now. But you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a football player and I'm about doing whatever it takes to help the team win. So it's just a blessing to be here for sure. Jalen, with all your experience now, uh, how different it is compared to like, let's say, a rookie, a younger player uh, that you're on top of, uh, which happened last game down the distance, and they might have to get five yards and only get four and get a batted pass, pass defended. That from an intellectual standpoint, about knowing you're down the distance and being able to get off the field. Absolutely. A lot of that comes with um, experience and understanding. And then at the end of the day, you got to go out there and make the play. Um, you know, I've had a lot of success in the past, but the only thing that matters is what you do now. Um, so it's very important for me anytime I'm on that field that, you know, I'm going to make something happen. Um, but it starts with alignment, assignment, key, and technique. Other than that, um, you know, we've been playing this game since we were, since we were kids. So you got to make sure you keep the fun in it. But I'm a guy that, you know, these guys and these coaches, you know, can rely on to get the job done whenever they need me. So I'm going to always make sure I'm ready for whatever. Big guy. I love working with him. Um, you know, Coach Hodges, his detail, um, his discipline, uh, it, it really intrigues me, and I'm always asking a lot of questions, <laughs> for sure. We got to get going. Okay. I'm sorry. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right, that's Jalen Smith, man. And speaking of Jalen Smith, if you, I got his stats on screen for the family members that kind of cut his interview short. But good questions by our media friends. And you can see some of his full career statistics right here. Of course, we talked about it before, second-round draft pick with the Dallas Cowboys back in uh, 2016. Uh, he spent that first year out of football because he had the microfracture thing going on. Uh, the next year, he came back, uh, played in 16 games, 81 total tackles. Then he just went crazy. From 2018 to 2019 to 2020, statistics off the chain in 16 games with the Cowboys. In 2018, he had 121 tackles total with four sacks. 2019, he went 142 with two and a half sacks and an interception. And then you thought he couldn't get any better than that? 2020, he went 16 games, 154 total tackles. And he also had a sack and a half and uh, interception that year as well. So, yeah, that is absolute. His numbers are absolutely crazy, what he did with the Cowboys. Then with the 21 year, he got hurt, played four games, only had 18 uh, tackles in those four games. And then it was a contract situation. He got done, and he moved on to the Giants, played 13 games for the Giants, gave them 88 tackles in a sack, and uh, he played very well for them. So, yeah, it really one off year for Jalen out of the several years. One off year was the injury year in 21. Of course, he missed 2016 because he was rehabbing. But the guy's a really good pickup for the Saints. What he brings, he looks good there. And I'm happy the Saints did that because that was like one of the last things that the black and gold really needed to do to kind of improve upon 
the linebacker because that was the soft spot of the team. And we was like, yeah, what if DeMario has an issue? Well, it took DeMario having an issue, even though it's not serious, the calf issue that basically sidelined him from seeing any meaningful action. Uh, he's They're getting him revved up for week one, but that's the issue that happened to get Jalen Smith in here, to get him here. And, of course, you see him automatically just push past uh, Zach Bowen, and obviously you knew that was going to happen. He's the second most experienced linebacker we have outside of Demario Davis. So it's been interesting as well for the black gold. But let me ask this question to the members. We have a lot of stuff. We went over depth chart from Sean Fazand. We did another one yesterday. We're working working on uh, one, I think, for tomorrow or the next for tomorrow's show uh, for the Saturday stream. We're going to go over um, uh, my own depth chart leading into the game. And then probably we'll see how that one looks when it's, the time comes, when uh, the Saints start slashing it down. But I do like the, 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 the question I have is not even a blip. I know Will Lutz gets it. Uh, you know, I'd be uberly surprised if Blake uh, group it's a kicker. I think you go with the experience of Will Lutz. Um, outside of that, the only other question I have is the kick returner game. You know, the wide receiver, who's going to be uh, not the two wide receivers, because we know the top three, we know, and the fourth is A.T. Perry. Who's the fifth guy? Who should be? The people say Keith Kirkwood, and he's played well, but we need a return man, that we need a returner there to so that he is the guy that returns. Now, I guess you could have a return as a defensive back, but we don't have that. We don't have a DB return, man. They're trying to do that with Hugo Amadi, and we've seen him in one return, wasn't really impressed with Hugo Amadi as a kick returner. So it appears that the Saints, and usually you could kind of look at a Kirk Merritt and kind of move him in that position, but Kirk Merritt's banged up. So who's the kick returner for the Saints? You know, sometimes you said we pick the best five receivers. No, you need a kick returner. Uh, Keith Kirk was not a kick returner. So we don't need uh, a guy like uh, uh, Rashid Shaheed doing it. So who's the kick returner for us? Y'all, y'all put it there. Speaking of, you see him right there. Who's the guy? You know, who do you guys think it should be? You know, and, and really, it comes down to Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, he's dealing with an issue. We don't, we'll see if he plays in the game. They're saying it's not supposed to be nothing deep, but we'll see. But it's Lynn Bowden Jr. It's John Trey Kirkland. And who who else am I missing? I understand they're using every now and again, using you see Rashid Chaid there in a kick return capacity every now and again, but you don't want your third best wide receiver constantly back there returning kicks or punts for you. Somebody else got to do it. So who's the guy? You know, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I don't know. I think um, I like Keith Kirkwood, but if uh, you got to roll with Lynn Bowden, if Lynn Bowden's healthy. And remember how to say that's like, okay, Lynn Bowden Jr., do they have the imagination to use his skill set when he was in college? They had him playing quarterback, even when he had a quarterback at Kentucky. He had him running back, doing running back stuff, wide receiver. He was actually a decent route runner, and he has a good pair of hands. You've seen the Saints sets when they were using them. They would send them in motion and they were throwing the ball. He can get upfield. So you can see the versatility angle and what Lynn Bowden Jr. brings. And plus, he has experience in the special teams from if he's good to go, then he should be the five. If if anything else happens, I don't know. We might probably perhaps 
look at somebody once the cuts happened and maybe a return person falls to you among the cuts, the Saints fine, because that's always a, a possibility too. When all of the cuts happen, perhaps there's somebody that gets released that's better than the guy that you have that you can then perhaps bring on the team because that happens every year. So I don't know. We'll see what it says. K-Man says right now it's Rashid Shahid. How comfortable are you guys with that? Are you guys comf- comfortable with Rashid Shahid being your kick returner? I'm not really comfortable with that. I'm, I'm not going to tell you no lie. I ain't really comfortable with that. I right, Pops TG says, uh, would love to see Merriweather try kick return. <laughs> ah, Merriweather at the kick returner, just a bowling ball back there, you know, knocking over everybody. All right. He says he has a quick burst that can give some good. I don't know if I would say, uh, him as a kick returner, I don't know. I don't know a north-south running back. I mean, he don't have a wiggle. He's like really a battering ram type of guy to run up against the people and all that. You know, but I want the Saints to kind of, you know, do a bit. And, and truth, honestly, they did a little bit better in the kick return and punt return blocking to open up uh, positions for guys to make things happen. So we'll see. All right, trying. What's up, brother? Say, say, Q, actually, Rashid Shahid. I believe should. Okay. You believe Rashid Shahid should return kicks? Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys are comfortable with Rashid Shahid as a kick returner and a punt returner. That's your third best wide receiver now. I guess a lot of people feel uncomfortable now because they see A.T. Perry climb up the, the wide receiver rankings. Is that what's going on here? You feel a little insurance policy on it? Devon says Kendra Miller. I don't know if I would put Kendra Miller as a return man. I don't know. Tron says, I am reason because I was solid. There you go. Okay. Thank you for saying that. All right. You feeling pretty good at first. She was a little shaky until you seen A.T. Perry in that first preseason game and then the second preseason game. All right. So you got a little bit more confidence in the guys behind Rashid Shahid. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Thank you for that. I said, you got to trust him, bro. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Keep six receivers. I don't six of them. All right, Slim has an interesting idea. How about Quan Baker? Hey, how about Quan Baker? Quan Baker, yeah. I, the only thing is, ha, we haven't seen that, Slim. You know, that's that's not a bad idea at all. We just, I don't know if the Saints see Quan Baker in that role because, uh, you know, I think if I remember Quan Baker, they were using him in that capacity. Wasn't that last year? Or the year before that, where they were using Quan Baker in the capacity as a return man. I know he was working in the special teams area for the Saints because he has speed, man. He got some speed, but you know that's an interesting idea. I don't know if they keep six wide receivers. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they keep six. All right, Rams says, "Hey Q, who that Q? Uh, Sunday is my birthday. I'll be fifty-three years old. How about using Taysom Hill at the kick return?" <laughs> hey, you know that's an interesting idea too. I mean, if at least he'll get to the forty-yard line, right? You know, he'll break. He'll run through some arm tackles. He'll break a few tackles, and at most time, Taysom's one of the, you know, if not the fastest guy on the field, he's one of them. So you know, and of course, even though we have Taysom Hill, you know, the offense could spare Taysom Hill back there at the kick return, punt returner, and done it, you know, but they couldn't spare him being that how deep the tight end room is, how deep the running back room is. How deep all these other rooms is, they they can kind of afford to kind of uh kind of move them along. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not <laughs> to put Taysom back there. All right, Tron says after he he run, he says uh after he ran a back kick, use Kirkwood for the first play, then put him back on the field. All right, thank you. 
OG Jerry says, Mike, Olave, Shahid, Davis, Kirkwood, and Baker. That's my six. Okay, you guys thinking, okay, trying to say five. All right, Jerry says, he, you know, six guys. Six guys should make the cut. I would love to see you guys 53-man roster. That's what I would love to see. Y'all need to put y'all put put a, put together a 53-man roster and send it to me, man. That's what y'all need. <laughs> Email it, type it up, and send it to me, man, and I'm going to review it, man. Mark it, put it down. I want to see you guys 53-man roster. I want to see who you guys keep on the team and who you guys kick out. It's actually very tough to call to, to kind of do those rosters because you try to account for all of the talent versus the needs, like some of the stuff that you might need that the guy that you like don't do, you know? So, I mean, it's a very interesting, you know, dynamic there that you got to kind of, you know, it's a formula that you got to kind of equate to. So I love to see some of you guys, uh, uh, 53 man projections, man. Y'all type that up or write it up and send it to me at info at the who that daily.com info at, the who that daily.com info at the who that daily.com send that to me all right anyway all right devon says at perry won't make it to the practice no at perry is going to be on the active roster bro he's going to definitely be a guy on the active roster so ain't no doubt about it all right brother quincy says mike olavi rashid perry and shack okay there you go all right shack 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 how about shack we ain't talking shack Shaq did say he played a little special teams in college. I don't know if it was a return. Was it returner? I'm going to have to look that up. But he said he'll be willing to do whatever the Saints ask him. That's interesting. He said that several days ago. It'd be interesting to see if they tried to put Shaq Davis as a kick returner. I don't know if that will work. A six foot five kick returner back there? They'll be trying to, they'll tear his legs up, wouldn't he? You know, I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. But Shaq Davis is very interesting, man. That's the very interesting dude there. All right, Slim says, hopefully our special teams can learn how to block. I, I, thank you, Slim. I've been saying that for years. And shout out to Ramsey, man. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday to you, brother Ramsey. 53 years old, man. Shout out to you, my friend. Happy who that early birthday for you, fam. Appreciate you, man, uh, for being here. All right, K-Man says, Mike Olave, Rasheed Kirkwood, and A.T. Perry. Okay, okay. We got a lot of people loving on Keith Kirkwood, man. Tron says, Q, I got a Mr. Mad Styles haircut for you, brother. <laughs> we collab. All right, Tron, shout out to my brother Tron, man. Where you at, Tron? You in Houston, man? I think I remember you telling me you was in Texas with your barber shot, huh? Mr. Mad Styles haircut. All right, I got you, brother. <laughs> All right, shout out to you, my brother. Appreciate you, man. All right, fam. So we're gonna get ready to cut cut out on that. Listen, I appreciate y'all guys for chopping it up with me on this Friday. You know, I got you, Slim. <laughs> uh yeah, fi- okay, file uh file papers, get lawyers said we need speed. Well, you do well. I mean, you got Chris Olave, you have Rashid Shahid. That's two shoot, two of the fastest guys on your team. Um, well, A.T. Perry has a degree of speed, too, so he's a big speedster. Shaq Davis was, what, 4-5, I want to say, 4-5. His 40 time was 4-5, but he's a massive target. He's going to make it hard on a man to push it. So if it came down to, like, a Keith Kirkwood, you want a veteran because you got A.T. Perry, you got, you know. And it's an interesting dichotomy because people are like, cute, we just keep six. Well, I don't know who you – 
you got to make that factor in with other positions because you only allow 53. You have four tight ends. See, you probably could get a six wide receiver if you didn't have four tight ends. You know, you you probably could, but you we don't usually keep four tight ends. That's the crazy part about it is we know we're going to have four. We don't usually do that. We have three going into the season, and that other spot could possibly go to a six wide receiver. But you're keeping four at the tight end position because you're not going to release Jimmy or Taysom or Foster or Jawan Johnson. You know, you know you're going to go into the season with three quarterbacks. Perhaps you get an extra wide receiver if you didn't have three quarterbacks, but you're not going to practice squad Jake Hayne or somebody's going to appeal for him. You know, you're looking at you're going to have four running backs, three running backs, and a fullback for right now. So that's four there. That's three quarterbacks. You know, for sure, five wide receivers and four tight ends. And then what do you look like on offensive line? You know, you had issues with your offensive line. Do the Saints, the Saints go nine? Often they always see that's the history of it. They never go five for five on the line. It's always five or five for four. You know, they have four backups and the backups play multiple positions. You'll have a guy that play either tackle position. You have several offensive linemen that play uh, guard or tackle or both or opposite guard positions. You know, they'll have that dichotomy. So, I mean, it, it, you know, you keep, you're not going to keep three linemen for your five offensive. Now that don't make any sense. So you'll, you'll more than likely have five starters with four backups. So where was the extra spot come from? You know, where would it come from? Now you got five defensive linemen, uh, edge rushers and four interior guys, you know, do we cut off one of the defensive ends? No, you don't. Not, no, you don't. You're not going to get rid of Isaiah Foskey. You're not going to cut passing you the way he's been playing. And Granderson and Peyton Turner, they've done a, a well enough to stay. The only place I see the, you you can chop off somebody is perhaps one of the linebackers. You know, maybe you chop down a linebacker because you're not going to chop a safety down because you need him because Marcus May is going to get suspended for at least, what, three games? So you you, you ain't going to chop it down at the safety position. Or perhaps you can. Perhaps you can kind of. I, it's going to be interesting to see. Do you really keep Isaac Yidam? Does Yidam? Would you keep Yidam? Um, if it came down to it, would you? And that's just me kind of spitballing here with the, the great Saint Think Tank and who that nation. If it came down to it, we thinking Hugo Amadi has made has done enough to make the team. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Isaac Yidam has done enough to make the team. Lonnie Johnson Jr. has done enough to to make the team. But remember, Lonnie Johnson Jr. could play corner and safety. Is that enough to kick off a spot right there to slide up for another wide receiver to save a Shaq Davis? You see what I'm saying? You're playing chess here and you're moving pieces around to figure out which ones fit. So 
it's a little spitballing going on there, man. And K Man said, I think they start Traquan on the IR. Yeah, I yeah, cut Bowen. Okay, cut Bowen problems. <laughs> hey, Demi, how you doing, baby? Good to see you. Hi, fam. Do y'all think Traquan will be on a roster for 20? It's quite possible Traquan Smith could be on the practice squad, which is still the team, right? He still could very well be on the team. It's very interesting that the Saints, you know, they could have gotten rid of Traquan Smith, like, you know, they didn't have to get rid of James Washington. James Washington was actually doing a pretty good job during camp. You know, he was out there catching touchdowns. He was doing his thing. You didn't have to cut James Washington to bring Darrell Williams. You could have cut somebody else that wasn't playing. You see? You notice that? And then they 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 cut down Brian Edwards. You know, Brian Edwards is a big wide receiver. He had a little flub, a couple of flubs in the game. Uh, he didn't exactly step out and stand out from the rest of the guys, but he did a lot more than Traquan Smith did, but Brian Edwards got cut. So, you know, perhaps Traquan Smith gets to the end here, but he's dealing with a groin issue. They probably going to IR him. You know, that's another way to save Traquan Smith's ass. They can IR him and then bring him back after a certain period of time. So, I'm, you know, I, this, this, the, this just goes to show you, that some of these guys, I don't know, they die hard. It's like they, you know, they Bruce Willis around here. They, they, they die. Traquan Smith is not going to relinquish that that spot so easily. Uh, it could be three options could happen with Traquan Smith. And this in this particular order with Traquan Smith's future with the Saints. Right now, he got a groin issue. He hadn't practiced in a while since they announced him because he had the same, he got hurt the same time. Um uh, Rashid Shaheed did. They had the, the groin issue on the same day, and we haven't seen Traquan Smith since we've seen Shaq Davis ball. We've seen several other AT Perry. We've seen all these other guys ball. Traquan Smith dealing with the groin issue. Saints could very well IR him. That's another way of keeping wide receivers. Why would they cut him if I, hey man, listen, he ain't making a lot of money? That's how they look at him. Listen, Traquan Smith, man, I'm telling you something. What we can do is, you know, we can just bring, he already got an insurance. Let's just, just just IR him, and then we can bring him back. You know, you know, several weeks into the season if we need him. Is a, so be looking out for that maneuver. Be looking out for the IR Traquan Smith maneuver. Why would you need to cut him? That's how the Saints looking at it. Why would they need to cut Traquan Smith, a veteran wide receiver that they're familiar with that don't make a lot of money? He's already set up and hurt for you to use the uh, injury designation on him. That saves them, keeps them on the team. You can bring them back several weeks into the season. I'm looking at it saying Traquan Smith is not going to be released. If he would have been released, he would have been released already like James Washington or Brian Edwards was. They're going to put that boy on IR, man. Watch. And then the other option is they simply say he doesn't make the cut and they finally release him, which makes sense to us being that he didn't produce. But it may how the Saints – have this weird love affair with somebody that really didn't do anything for us. I think they're going to probably end up practice squads in this dude. That's just my call on it, man. All right. So anyway, shout out, bro. Yeah. We got a lot of people here, man. You said Traquan eligible for the practice squad. You got to meet. Yeah. And remember some of the, when we talk about practice squad fam, they got to waive these guys and then they got to clear waivers. Then we resign them to the practice squad. Right. But what the way I'm saying is the only way you keep him off the practice squad is if he's on active roster or he's a part of the team right now. And if he they de- designate him as an IR guy, then he's still on the team as a player. And my thing is that's the, 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 
talking point is their head is like, we got a wide receiver that's familiar. You know, let's just he's I he's dealing with a groin. Let's just IR him. And then we can bring them back, you know, if we need them, if they got injuries to the room, which is not a bad philosophy, but it just just keeps this guy here. And people keep just can't he's he just he blocks really well. That's like nobody else says that about anybody on our team that's a wide receiver. You know, just say, oh yeah, man. Well, Trey Quine Smith here because he blocks, so he don't, so he can drop passes all day. But he, as long as he can block, he's 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 he he, he can make it. I don't that that logic. I don't know that that just that just is not. I don't know. I try and say I say shop Jameis for a desperate team trade and get great value. Why would you cut? But I don't try. Why would you trade Jameis? Where's trade Jameis comes from? Out of all of, why would we want to trade Jameis? What if something had God forbid happens to Derek Carr? Then you would not who you would then have to use Jake Hayner or bring a quarterback in from the street. Jameis has familiarity with the system and he can lead the team in the interim. Uh, you know, if something happens to Carr, right? If Carr struggles ugly, you know, and they need to make a short term change. Jameis is there, you know, so I don't, I, he provides an insurance policy. Don't make a lot of money. So what is the idea to trade Jameis? I don't, I don't get that. I don't trade Jameis at all. I think Jameis stays on the team. He's valuable. He's a valuable member of the team. We know Carr is the starter. That's been said. Jameis is the backup. If injuries happen, he can lead you. You know, so I don't. If we trade him, you would have to. What you trading him for? Draft picks for what? What we need? We're gonna trade him for. What we gonna get for him? They just the Cardinals just sent Isaiah Simmons, who was a top five linebacker they drafted several years ago to the Giants for what a six or seven round pick we're not getting a lot of you know you ain't getting those high picks for some of these players you know there so I don't think you're going to get what you which is a valuable spot and I think he's more valuable where he is versus a pick why would we want to trade him I don't I don't get your logic on that Trey Trey Quine is showing Peyton for a fourth. I don't think they're gonna give you a fourth round pick for Trey Quine Smith. You know, I don't. I, I I don't think his trade value is worth the fourth round pick when they just gave what a six round pick up for Isaiah Simmons. That dude, that dude is something else, you know. But I don't know. What's up, Jamaica? Shout out to you, baby. Uh, Abby says trade Trey Quine to Denver, <laughs> to Denver Saints, and the <laughs> I don't think see. They don't have he don't he don't have that value. Matter of fact, what what you gonna get for Traquan Smith? He's a a third round draft pick that didn't live up to his expectations. His best attribute is he blocks, but he's terribly inconsistent. He's he gets hurt, you know, most sometimes, and I, I don't know what what is the he has no real tradable value, especially now that he's dealing with a groin issue. But the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is, I don't think Traquan Smith gets traded anywhere. I mean, he hadn't, you don't have any trade value, not no disrespect. You know, I'm just keeping it real. But outside of that is the fact that he's more valuable to the Saints keeping him and just putting him on IR because, you know, they're going to be a couple of players that the Saints are going to IR before they start doing, you know, when they in the midst of doing their cuts and breaking it down, because that's a way they can stash players too. they use the IR list as an extension of the roster as well. You can take guys, put them on IR. You can choose or elect to bring them back at the certain point when it's clear to do so. It's another way to stash talent. 
So they'll have a couple of guys who you didn't know was hurt. All of a sudden they're hurt. And the next thing you know, so you'll see a Blake Groupe or a Traquan Smith on the IR. That's a way you can, they did the same thing several years ago to Blake Gilligan, remember? And he all of a sudden came up with some injury and then he was stashed on the IR for the entire season. And then the next year he comes back, he's a starting punter as Morstead leaves. So, I mean, it's a smart and very, very, you know, intelligent way to keep people who you're familiar with around by using the IR as well as the practice squad. So we'll see how it all shakes. All right. All right. So, uh, all right, K-Man says, uh, back to Amadi as now he's the backup slot behind Roby until Alante is ready. I think he makes the team. I think Hugo Amadi has made a case to make the team. The guys that are, I think Jonathan Abram is hadn't done enough, I, and I like Jonathan Abram. I just think he's been outplayed. Hugo Amadi, a guy that wasn't really celebrated, but we looked at the film, and I said, this guy, I always say this guy flashes on film. He's always around the ball. He's a very excitable player. He's undersized, but he has a big heart and a big playing style. So he's always around the football, and he's he has some versatility to him. So when the Saints picked up Hugo Amade, I was like, what the hell they want with a five foot nine defensive back? But you watch his game. His game is six four. You know, his game, his game is six foot four, but his actual size is five nine. He has a huge heart. He's very instinctual. He's always around the ball. And good things happen when you go Amadi's in the game. Very excitable. Now, in terms of, you know, you know, him making a team, it's very well. I think you go Amadi does make the team. I think Lonnie Johnson Jr. makes the team. I think uh, uh what's the other brother? Isaac Yidham makes the team. And perhaps if the Saints choose to keep uh, six wide receivers, it's like some of the great Saint think tanks is saying, I think it impacts the linebacker room or the defensive backs. Like, say, for instance, it might it might come down to like you go, not you go, Amadi, but uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr. and Isaac Yidham. And the Saints might say, you know what? We like Isaac's played his ass off this this uh, training camp and preseason for us. But Lonnie Johnson Jr. plays corner and safety. Well, Lonnie, well, well Isaac plays, he's a corner. So we can get uh, Lonnie to play corner if we need him there. And, you know, he gives us duality where Yidam is. So we can slash Yidam and then add this up. You see what I'm saying? And Yidam will, will more than likely clear waivers and then the Saints can practice squad. So, but remember, these guys have to, once they cut them, they got to clear the, the waiver line but and for the Saints to reassess them and bring them onto their practice squad. But also remember, most of the guys the Saints currently have on their team, uh, you know, they'll get the majority of those guys back, but they'll offer also pick up guys that are loose from other people's squads as well. We do it every year. We'll find somebody. Yeah, we might find a kick returner from somebody else. You know, you never know. All right, Jamaica says, son of football game tonight. Uh, Smith, uh, Slim says, uh, ain't Lana turned down Traquan Smith? Yeah, he was his only visit. Yeah, and, and I'm not mad about that. He went out there and talked to Jerry Fontenot. I mean, not Jerry. Terry Fontenot. He went out there and talked to Terry Fontenot and – you know, ain't nothing pop and shake with it, you know. And the next move after that, if the Saints want to pick them up, he went to West of Denver to go follow Sean Payton. He would follow Dwayne Washington, Marquez Calloway, and all the mother, Adam Troutman and all the other guys out there under Sean Payton. So one move to Atlanta, and then if Atlanta ain't pick him up in the Saints, they look at him, he was headed West of Denver. Sean Payton loves Traquan Smith. Let him go out there and block for them. And plus they had an issue with Jerry Judy. Judy's hurt. So they could possibly use a Traquan Smith, right? All right. Thank you, Demi. Yeah, tra- yeah, bag of chips. <laughs> the man don't really, he don't really have any trade value is what I'm saying. He's hurt right now. So 
a, ter- a hurt player is not is not going to give you much value anyway, right? So yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all looks, but yeah, Hugo Amadi, Isaac Yidham, Lonnie Johnson Jr., those guys looking good right now. Guys that are not looking good unless they have a knockdown, drag out performance in the final preseason game. Smoke Monday looks like he's headed for the practice squad. Uh, who else we got head, headed for the practice? That we had Jonathan Abrams look like he's going to be uh, hitting, dealing with the rusty scissors. He's going to get cut. Um, I don't think Zach Bond, somebody says Zach Bond gets cut. I don't think Zach Bond gets cut. Saints ain't going to cut Zach Bond. Um, uh, Fazan's uh, projection had the Saints keeping six linebackers with Nephi Sewell, Zach Bond, Jalen Smith uh, being in that group along with uh, DeMarco uh, Jackson. So uh, we'll see how it all ferrets, man. But pretty, for the most part, we know pretty much the majority of the people that will make the team, and it's a handful of them, like we got some questions at the wide receiver, the back end, like the last wide receiver. If it's five, who is that going to be? Is it Kirkwood? Is it Shaq Davis? Is it, you know, who else? Is it, it's either one of the two, right? Is it Shaq Davis or is it, is it Keith Kirkwood for the final spot? Or is it Lynn Bowden Jr., a kick returner? Uh, everything else we know. We already know, you know, who's going to make the squad as far as that. So that's pretty solid. But the practice squad, what that looks like, all comes to fruition when we get down to that final spot. So anyway, yeah, Troy Pride going to deal with the rusty scissors. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, Adrian Fry going to get hit with the rusty scissors. Um, Anthony, uh, what's his name? Anthony Johnson. He going to he going to get hit with the rusty scissors. Uh, Mark Davis, to, uh, the the second's going to get hit with the rusty scissors. Um, uh, Lucas Crawl. Lucas Crawl needs to keep, uh, he needs to learn how to walk. And he need, he, <laughs> I mean, he, Lucas Crawl, the Saints gave Lucas Crawl a lot of time in that last game. And Lucas Crawl was thrown at eight times and he caught three passes. He dropped the touchdown pass. And even though if Lucas Crawl was turned into freaking the reincarnation of Jeremy Shockey, he still wouldn't have earned a spot on the Saints team because they already have their guys. That's like, uh, Nico Lalos could have five sacks in one game and the Saints can't do nothing for him but practice squad them. They already have their defensive ends. They have their, D, their, their DEs, all five of them. So, you know, he's just at a, a, a tough position. Even though he can, he can have five sacks and then he had three in one game, he can have five sacks in the, in the Texans game and still not make the active roster because of the fact that the Saints, they already set at the defensive end position. Who they have now is who they, the only way it changes is due to injury, but they're set at the defensive end position. The same thing is you could say about the tight end. So Lucas Crawl, you know, even if he would have balled out, I doubt, I doubt he would have made the active roster. They already have their four guys. And you really, if, and truth be told, we would have had three there if Jimmy Graham didn't come back here. Jimmy Graham is if he is not here, the Saints keep three. They're not gonna keep four tight ends. They wouldn't get, they're keeping four because of Jimmy Graham. And they're not, and Taysom's not really a tight end anyway, but that's a whole another story. Yeah, he definitely headed to the practice squad. So a lot of people like Shaq Davis over, uh, but we'll see, fam. We'll see, we'll see how it all goes, man. Y'all, we'll see. We got several days to go. Well, I'm gonna return for uh, tomorrow we'll do a projection show our saturday show we'll do it later on we'll do a projection show also i think ring king's boxing will be doing some um we'll do the uh i have to see what time that fight is it's alexander uzik who's one of the he's a unified heavyweight champion a very slick master boxer from the ukraine he has three of the four belts 
for the heavyweight championship. Uh, and he's facing off against Dynamite uh, Daniel Dubois, who's a, a, I ain't gonna say up and coming heavyweight. He's been fighting young heavyweight with a lot of power, a questionable heart after Joe Joyce made him quit, uh, made him kneel down. And he, he kind of bashed his eye in pretty good and he couldn't see. And people were saying he, he quit. I'm like, the dude couldn't, you know, he, you know, damn, it's a tough sport, but damn, the dude couldn't even see out of his eye, man. I mean, isn't that a point when you supposed to j- drop your damn knee? But anyway, Du Bois is healthy now. He'll be fighting against uh, Ukraine's finest. And uh, and Alexander Usyk, that's a fight set for tomorrow. You know, I'm a boxing guy, so we have to cover that as well. So we'll see how that goes. We'll talk some fight stuff, all that's supposed to happen. So y'all just pay attention to that on YouTube, uh, Ring King's Boxing World. Uh, that's why I usually do all my boxing stuff. Or simply go to the whodaddaily.com and follow the link there. So anyway, with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Y'all feel free, man, to hit the email list. Join our email list that's in the chat. That way you can be notified when you when uh, notified for streams when we do stuff. We don't control what this platform does, but we control what our platform does. So just for the backup situation, you need to go there, hit the link, and just it's a one-click item. Put your email in and kick send boom and you're on the email list and it's not very complicated just drop email in and hit uh send and, and you're on the list and also we'll be doing stuff like the it's coming up real soon the fantasy draft and all that stuff we got fantasy draft stuff we're going to be doing that'll be announced through our email list and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's coming it's getting up there soon so if y'all want to be a part of that man y'all hit the email list and join it so anyway well i'm gonna get out on that listen i appreciate all y'all for stopping by i'll be back or try to return tomorrow and talk some more Saints talk on a Saturday, baby. Much love to the fam. Who that? And I'm out. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Long as I'm living, I'm a who that? Lose or winning, I'm a who that? Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that? 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 Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that? I'm a who that? Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that at. Where we do that at. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that at. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoot at. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. We do that. You're listening to the sports coma. Yeah. With Big Q and the guys <laughs> on the PRO Media Network.
Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. TheWhoThatDaily.com That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com For the sport Who That in all of us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.